0: Discusses doing chalitza at night. Whether we can have one day in during chalitza. The halachas of the woman's chiv to say, psukim, And whether that would passel the chalitza if she doesn't say it. We begin with a new Mishnah that tells us. If chalitza is done at night, it is kosher. However, a bit lozer, argues with the Tana Kama and says that it's possible. If she does Halitza with his left foot instead of his right foot, it's possible. However, over here, Velazir is more makel and says that the left foot would be kosher. So now the Gemara tells us, what is the Mahaloikas in our Mishnah? Maybe it's the same machloikas that we had whether a monetary dispute can be learned from a negoi, Nagoyim can't be checked at night. So too, monetary disputes cannot be done at night. So the same thing would be here by The, chalitza, the chalitza cannot be done at night. Is that the machlekes? The Gemara says, no, the has nothing to do with monetary disputes and Nagoim. Everyone holds that you do not compare those two. Because if you are going to use Nagoyim or Din to learn Khalitza, then the as long as the Din was started before night time, everyone agrees you can continue it into the night. And that we're not going to say here. Rather, the Mecholagestana Meshna with the Chalitza be done at night is whether Chalitza counts as the beginning of the court case, the beginning of the din, or the finalization of the din. The trilas din has to be by day, but the Gemar din could be at night. Now, Rabba Barchiyo K'tuspo'o had a story where he did a chalitza with a felt shoe alone at night. So he was the only dayan. it was a felt shoe, and he did it at night. Shmuel says, wow, this must have been a tremendous, he must be a tremendous person to be able to do it by himself. What was Shmuel's issue? If the issue was using the felt shoe, we have a that tells us we could use that. And if it's an issue of doing it at night, we have a that tells us that you could do it at night. The issue he had was that he did it alone. Because we have a Mishnah that says you could do chalitza with two or three people in a case where they did chalitza with two or three dayonim. And then it turns out that one of them was related or he was possible to be a dayon. That chalitza is possible. However, if Shimon and Rabbi Yochanan sandler, they would still allow this chalitza. They would say oh, it's, it's kosher. Shmo was Nisboel there. Rabbi Chiyah was allowing this chalitza to go through Going l'shitas a yochid Using the felt shoe and doing it at night That we have a full mishnah That's not a, 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 a das yochid But doing it alone That's a das yochid That's a shimen, And Anubiachon and a sandler I guess those two are das yochid There was a story that someone did Chalitza Alone, by themselves, in prison And when this maizah came to be a He said it was okay He's the one that holds that even one dying would be enough and that's why Shmuel was so in spell, that Rehihi was pascaling just like the Sheet of Rebbe Akiva. However, Rehbi Yosef says that we do not pascaling like of Shimon and Rehbi that would allow there would be machsheer when one of the, uh, the dayonim were puzzled. Alternatively, Shmuel could have been the spoil on the entire case of Rabbah Barachiyah because, oh, so what was the Das Yochid that he was going like? Actually, every component of that was a Das Yochid. Because we learned in the bracer, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yaisi says that I saw Rabbi Shmuel ben Elisha, he did Halitza with a felt shoe by himself at night. He was the Das Yochid and that's why Shmuel was being the spoil. Now he said that if Halitza is done with the left foot instead of the right, Tanakama says it's possible, and Rebelazer says it's a kosher chalitza. What's beside on their bone that say it's possible? So Ula says they learn it out from the psukim that say regal, it says regal, regal twice from Metzairah. Just like by the Metzairah, when it comes to sprinkling the blood, it's on the right side and on his right ear. So too, the chalitza has to be done on the right foot. Rebelazer, who says that it's kosher if, it, if she does it on the left foot, he doesn't learn Ragal regal from Rebiliyazer. Really? The Baptist says from Rebiliyazer. How do we know that, that when an Eved is going free, that we pierce him in the right ear? He learns it out from the, from the Lushan of the Pasuk, Oizen, by the Eved. And it says, Oizen also by the Midsaira. And just like the Midsaira was on the right ear, so too the Eved he is piercing is in the right ear. So Rabbi also learns out. Oh, he's in, he should also learn out. Regal, Regal from mid And the Gemara answers Rabbi and explains. First of all, maybe we just switch around the shitas. The is the one who holds. That would be kosher, which would actually be in line with the sheet and the Rasha. However, Rava says you don't have to switch around the shitas. The reason why Belazar would Darshan, Oizen, Oizen, but not Raga Raga, is because the, the heckish of Oizen, Oizen, that was an open Gezeras, uh, an open heckish. It's Mufni, as opposed to Raga Raga, which was not, that's why he didn't learn it. Okay, but just because you have Gezeras at like you have the same Lashen in two places... And it's it's not an extra extra puzzle You can still darshan it unless you have a way to slug it up. How would he slug up rego rego, from mitzera? Well, he would say, look, mitzera is different because by mitzera, he also needs eight erez ezoy that you don't need chaliyta. Now we begin a new Mishnah that tells us if the woman does chaliyta, she takes off the shoe, she spits, but she doesn't read the psukim. That's part of the chalitza process, that's still a kosher chalitza. If she la- says the psukim, she spits, but she doesn't take off the shoe, that's not a chalitza. Chalitza is the ikar is taking off the shoe. If she takes off the shoe and she says the psukim, but she doesn't spit, here you have a machloikas. Rebel Lozer says that's not a good chalitza if she didn't spit. Rabbi Akiva says it is a good chalitza. So Rebel Reb, Reb, Lozer told Rabbi Akiva, the, the Pesach says, Anything that is a ma'aseh, ye'oseh, anything that's a maisa like spitting, is ma'akev. The kriya is not a Maisa. That's just exciting. Psokim, that's not ma'akev, but the spitting is. But Rabbi Akiva responds, that's not a raya. Kocha ye'oseh is talking about kocha lo ish. finish the pasuk. It has to be an action done by the man, which is ma'akev. By the action done by the woman, that's not ma'akev. Even if she doesn't spit, it would still be a good. Khalit kontrabi Akiva. Next mission tells us that a cheirish, a deaf mute, who does chalitza, or if the woman is a deaf mute, or if a katan, if the woman does chalitza on a katan, that's a puzzle chalitza. If the woman is a katana, she has to do chalitza again. She has to do chalitza when she's a g'dayla. If she doesn't, then the katana chalitza is not good. That's puzzle she has two chalitza as a goodayla. If they did chalitza, we had this before in front of two or three dayonim, and then it turns out that one of them is posel, or a relative. That chalitza is posel. Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yochan and Asandler say that that's all okay, and there was a story that there was a couple who did chalitza in prison, and the Misa came to Rabbi Akiva, and he said that that was okay, even though there was no one. It seems to be watching that chalitza. Now the Gemara discusses the psukim that the woman needs to say during chalitza. And Rava tells us, now that we're saying that the psukim are not ma'akev, l'choyro, if he and she are both mute, they can still have a kosher chalitza. Alright, we learn in the Mishnah that a deaf mute that does chalitza or either he or she is a deaf mute, or if he's a katan, it's not a good chalitza. Why? Because they can't say the Pesukim, no? And says, no, 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 no. The Khevish is, potl, is, is, is possible not because he can't say the Pesukim, but because the Khevish has the din of not having Das, but just being mute has Das, and not saying the Pesukim would not be Ma'akev. Rabbi clarifies that just being mute, without being deaf, that person still is a Ben Das. It's just that they have a speech issue. Uh, the Be'er Biyana says that you need to have, you need to fulfill the puzzle of Be'omar, Umrah, they have to be able to speak. Rather, what Rovo was saying, being Machsher and Elaim, that was going on the Seifa, discussing a khairish that does Khalitza or, or, ha- or Hareshes, or a Kata, and that Chalitza is pasul, and over there, Rava says, "Now that you're telling me that the pesukim are not ma'akev, if they are mute, their chalitza would be possible." And our mission is going like Ruby Zero, who says, "When it comes to akar ben mincha, anything that is roy to be mixed must be mixed. But if it's not roy to be mixed, it doesn't need to be." So to here. They have to have the ability to speak. If they have the ability and don't, it's still kosher, but if they don't even have the ability to speak, they're mute, it would be possible. The chalitza would not work. Avua de sent in a shayla. We learn that Eivomod, right? She is set up to do Yibam with this man, with the brother, and she spits before doing the chalitza she's now no longer allowed to do yibum since she did a part of the Chalitza process and now she's left with only doing Chalitza. And this sounds like the spitting puzzles her from being with the other brothers. Because she already started doing Chalitza with one. When she's not Makayim, the home of her husband, she doesn't do it anymore. When she spits in front of Bezdin, she is puzzled from doing yibum with them. Now, who is this going like? Is it Rabbi Akiva? It can't be Rabbi Akiva. In the sugya of Imurim, when the Imurim get puzzled or they're lost, then they're not Ma'akev. But when they are, when you do have Imurim, then doing the with them would be Ma'akev. But Rabbi Akiva says even when you have them, it's not Ma'akev. So he's going to be puzzling her from the brothers. When you have them, when you have to burn them, that's just like, spit, that's just like spitting. Rabbi Akiva holds that spitting would not be ma'akiv. Elamai, we have to say, it's shitas Rebe-Lauzer. And he holds that there are two components to being matyr, this woman to go marry whoever she wants. She has to spit and she has to take off the shoe. The psukim, he said, aren't ma'akiv. It's the ma'isis. Ma'isim. But in our case, all she did was spit in front of Bezdin. How is one of them going to work, be matter, without the other one? Without taking actually doing chalitza? Elamai, it's not Rebekiva, and it's not Rebeklazer. This is Shitas Rebbe, who says that just spitting before anything, before doing chalitza, will pater her from Yibum. like we learned in Abraesah, the kvostin that we bring on Shavuos. You're not allowed to eat them. You're not allowed to eat the Lechem, the lechem that are brought with the kvasim, until you shecht the kvasim. What is what, practically what does this mean? If they shechted the kvasim lishma, and they sprinkled the blood of the kvasim lishma, then you can now eat the, lech, the shtei lechem. But if they shechted it shleil lishma and they sprinkled the blood lishma, then you can eat the lechem. If they shechted it lishma and they sprinkled the blood shleil lishma then the Lechem, the Shteya Lechem, are somewhat Kaddish. You can't eat them, but they also have an element of kedusha because of the Shekita, and therefore they can't leave the Azor. That's Shekita Shevelah Azor. No, that's Shekita's Rebbe. Rebbe Shimon says that the Shteya Lechem are not Kaddish until the Shekita and the Zvika is lishmar. So he holds by Halitza also that you need both the spitting and the Halitza for it to be an activated chalitza, as opposed to Rebbe who says that just the spinning alone is enough to create a Khalita. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.